Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Hanukkah is right around the corner. Today we'll be learning about Hanukkah and what it meant to Jesus and his followers and what it means to us today. The book of John tells us that Jesus celebrated Hanukkah, yet so many believers around the world today believe that Hanukkah is a holiday for the Jewish people only. But today on the program, Rabbi Schneider is going to expose that myth as he shares more about this season of miracles. So let's get started. Our message on Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, is titled Revealing the Son of God. And here is Rabbi Schneider. We're gonna be focusing on the holiday called Hanukkah. Now, many of you, when I say Hanukkah, you're thinking, oh, that's just a Jewish holiday. Well, you know what? Yeshua, Jesus, celebrated Hanukkah. We're gonna read it in the scriptures today in John chapter 10. It's called the Feast of Dedication in English. You know, growing up, we sang a very happy song during this time because Hanukkah is a happy occasion, as we're gonna to learn today, the song goes like this. Oh, Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party, we'll all dance the whole rah. Gather round the table, we'll give you a treat. Savavon to play with and latkes to eat. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. Father, in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name, we ask you, Father God, come and illuminate our hearts and minds by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And Father, we pray that you'll cause Hanukkah and its meaning to be relevant to each one of us. In Yeshua's name, it's for your glory we pray, Abba. Amen and amen and amen. Well, one of the things that we do during Hanukkah is we light a menorah. You'll notice that in the menorah here, we have eight candles and then one on top called the shamash candle. And what we do is we light the shamash candle and then each night of Hanukkah, we light one on the first night, then on the second night we light two, and then so on and so forth. And the reason that we light the menorah on Hanukkah is we're proclaiming the miracle that when the Jewish Maccabees, the soldiers, the first ones that we know of that practiced guerrilla warfare, liberated the temple in Jerusalem from the Greco-Assyrians and rededicated it, they only had enough oil when they first lit that menorah in rededicating the temple to burn for one day. But our tradition tells us that rather than the oil in the lamp just lasting one day, it supernaturally lasted eight days. So 
Hanukkah is a season of miracles. The miracle is once again, not just that we were able to drive out the huge army of the Greco-Assyrians, a little band of Jewish guerrilla warfare soldiers, but that also when they rededicated the temple, beloved ones, that oil supernaturally burned for eight days when legend tells us it should have just burned one. So we proclaim what God did back in the second century BCE by lighting the menorah every year at Hanukkah, and then we place the menorah in a window in our home. Why? Because we're publicizing that God did a great miracle. We also say every night, blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who performed miracles for our forefathers in those days at this time. And then we say the first night, Baruch Atadonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehechianu Vekiyamanu Vehigianu Lezman Hazeh. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has granted us life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this season. So once again, the menorah lit goes in front of a window because we're proclaiming to all the world the miracle that the God of Israel did for the Jewish people in 164 BCE when he liberated Jerusalem from the pagans and it was rededicated back to him. Now, another thing that we do during Hanukkah, just bringing you up to speed on some of the customs, is we play a game with the dreidel. Now, the dreidel has four Hebrew letters on it, a nun, a gimel, a hay, and a shin. And these four Hebrew letters stand for these words. The nun stands for the word nes, which means miracle. The gimel stands for the Hebrew word gadol, which means great. The hay stands for the Hebrew word hayah, which means was. And then the shin stands for the Hebrew word sham, which means there. What we're proclaiming is a great miracle happened there. A great miracle was there. And the reason that we play the dreidel is because during the time that the Greco-Assyrians were suppressing the Jewish people, making it illegal for them to practice their religion, illegal to study the Torah, what the Jewish people did was they gathered in little buildings, study houses, and they studied the Torah, but they always had somebody looking outside the door to make sure that a Greco-Assyrian soldier wasn't coming. If they saw a Greco-Assyrian soldier coming, they would hide their Torah portion, put it where it couldn't be seen, and they would then bring out a little top. This is what the dreidel is, it's a little top. And when the Greco-Assyrian soldier walked into the room, they wouldn't see the Jewish children and the Jewish people studying the Torah. Instead, they would see them playing with a little top on the table. And so this dreidel reminds us of how they were able to camouflage their adherence to Scripture and their love for God, even when they were in the process of being oppressed. Now, I want to take you to the Brich Hadashah, the New Testament. We're going to the Gospel of John, chapter number 10. Because in this section of scripture, we find that Yeshua, Jesus himself, participated in celebrating Hanukkah, even going into the temple. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but beloved, the word of God abides forever. Hear the word of God. At this time, beginning in verse 22, 
At this time, the Feast of Dedication, which is Hanukkah, took place at Jerusalem, at Jerusalem. See, Hanukkah is the Hebrew word meaning dedication. Why is it called the Feast of Dedication in John 10, 22? Because they were celebrating the rededication, Hanukkah, of the temple. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. The Jews then gathered around him and were saying to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, if you're the Mashiach, the anointed one, the Messiah, tell us plainly. So I'd like to point out very clearly here that on Hanukkah, this season of miracles, Yeshua plainly declared he was the Messiah to the Jewish people. Jesus isn't the savior of the Gentiles. Jesus is the savior of the world and the Messiah of Israel. They said, tell us if you're the Messiah. Jesus said, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name, these testify of me. But you do not believe because you're not of my sheep. It's really interesting that when we carefully study the word of God, we understand that Yeshua realized that the people whom his death on the cross would save are those that the Father had given him. Jesus said, I know my sheep. My Father has given them to me. In John 17, the high priestly prayer, the prayer that Yeshua prayed before going to the cross. Yeshua prayed in John 17, Father, I pray not for the world, but for those whom you have given me. Yeshua is saying the same thing here. He's speaking of the sheep that the Father gave him. Let's look again. Verse number 26, but you do not believe because you're not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. You see, Yeshua taught us in John chapter six that everyone that hears and learns from the Father comes to him. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back, so please keep listening. Did you know that you can connect with Rabbi right on your phone? The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. At the core of everything we do at Discovering the Jewish Jesus is our commitment to declare the whole counsel of God's Word from start to finish. In fact, Rabbi's unique way of connecting the Old and the New Testaments has helped people all over the world to understand the Bible with fresh eyes. To join us in this work of God, give a donation online today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now here is Rabbi Schneider. Jesus said to Peter, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Messiah, the son of the living God. Yeshua said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And then Yeshua continued, and on this rock, I'll build my church. The rock is revelation that the Father continues to reveal Jesus to people and draws them to his Son. And so Jesus recognized, obviously, that this was how the kingdom of God operates. This is the way the Father operated. And so Yeshua said, you're not my sheep. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, 
and I know them and they follow me. I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me, notice that phrase, my Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Notice this partnership here between the Father and the Son. The Father reveals Jesus to his elect. He draws them to Yeshua. Jesus said in John 6, no one comes to me unless the Father draws them. Jesus knew that the Father had given him an elect people to save. Jesus called them here, my sheep. Jesus said, I know my sheep and they know me. You're not believing because you're not my sheep. But my sheep, my Father has given them to me and they'll never perish because no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. No one is able to snatch them out of my hand. And then Jesus said, I and the Father are one. It's interesting here. On the one hand, she has said, the Father is greater than all. And yet he also said, I and the Father are one. Let's continue on. Verse 31. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you stoning me? The Jews answered him, for a good work we did not stone you, but for blasphemy. Because you being a man, make yourself out to be God. You see, Jesus was not just a man. Yeshua was God himself that clothed himself in humanity. Yeshua, when he spoke of the end of the world and of his return, referred to the book of Daniel. And when we go to the book of Daniel, we see that Daniel talked about a vision he had. And Daniel said he saw at the end of time, there was one like a son of man who came up to the ancient of days. And with this one like the son of man came up to the ancient of days, Daniel said, the son of man was given a kingdom and he was going to rule forever. This son of man is Yeshua. The father is in Yeshua and Yeshua is in the father. You see, our most famous declaration as Jewish people is called the Shema. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Echad is the Hebrew word that is often translated one. So in English, it would be, hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. But when the Lord spoke about his oneness in the book of Deuteronomy, from where we get the Shema, he wasn't saying that he's only singularly dimensional, but he was saying rather that he is the only God. There's nobody else in his category. There's only one God and he is God and he's life and he can manifest himself multidimensionally. And it's a mystery. It's in the spirit. God's spirit does not line up with our logical senses. God can manifest himself as father. He can manifest himself through the person of the son. He can manifest himself as spirit. God is one and Yeshua is God himself clothed in humanity. The Jews answered him, for a good work we did not stone you, but for a blasphemy, because you being a man, make yourself out to be God. Yeshua answered them, has it not been written in your law? I said, you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him who the father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the son of God? In other words, Yeshua was saying, to the Jewish people, your scripture calls you gods, speaking to the Israelites, little g, 
They're created in the image of God. A little while lower than the angel scripture tells us mankind is. So Yeshua saying, if the scripture calls you gods, not being God like the one supreme God, but those that God's created in his image, why are you so upset if I, the one coming from heaven itself, call myself the son of God? And in fact, this claim to be the son of God was not even unique. We see in the scriptures that oftentimes kings were referred to as sons of God. Let's continue on verse 37. If I did not do the works of my father, Yeshua said, do not believe me. But if I do them, Though you do not believe me, believe the works so that you might know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Therefore, they were seeking again to seize him and he eluded their grasp and he went away again beyond the Jordan to the place where John was first baptizing and he was staying there. Now listen to this next few verses. Many came to him and were saying, while John perform no sign, speaking of John the Baptist, yet everything John said about this man was true. And I love this final verse. Many believed in him there. You see, Yeshua's claims were undeniable because of the power that was on him. Everywhere Yeshua went, it was like in the spirit, the sea split. Because everywhere he went, power was unleashed. When they tried to argue with him with their logic, Yeshua silenced them with his superior logic. And not only that, Yeshua was able to back up his word, beloved one, with power, culminating with the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Yeshua HaMashiach is the Messiah. The Jewish historian Josephus documented his life and even said that there was sorcery that he was practicing. Of course, Jesus didn't practice sorcery, but the point is Josephus attested to the fact there was all kinds of miracles that surrounded Jesus's life. That was the testimony that was going on around him. It was like when Jesus healed the man that was born blind and the Pharisees started to object and gang up on the man and his parents. The man that was born blind that had been healed said, this is crazy. Since the beginning of the world, no one has been able to open the eyes of somebody that's born blind and this Yeshua just did it. And you guys are throwing us out of the synagogue for believing in him. In other words, the power of Yeshua was so manifest that it was literally Meshuggah not to recognize who he was. But those that rejected him had an agenda. They rejected him, not because he didn't prove he was the Messiah. His power proved it. His words proved it. The spirit and words that emanated from him proved it. Finally, him rising from the dead irrefutably proved it. But when you don't want to believe something, you can have all the proof in the world and you won't believe it, not because there's not adequate proof, but because you've already made your mind up. I want to challenge you today. If you have not fully given yourself and dedicated yourself to Yeshua, now is the time. This Hanukkah is the time. I promise you, you will never regret it. It's the most important decision of our lives. You're listening to a special Hanukkah presentation of Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. 
Hanukkah begins at sunset on December the 18th this year, and it runs for eight days until nightfall on December the 26th. And if you'd like to learn more about this wonderful holiday, then please go online to our website and explore our holiday page. You'll find a link to Hanukkah on our dedicated webpage titled Messianic Content, and there's even an engaging video from Rabbi, which has been designed to help you understand this holiday in a straightforward and an informative way. You'll find this and so much more when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's turn our attention back to Rabbi, who would like to talk to you about partnering with us. Well, as we're in the midst of Hanukkah, I think about the root of the word, the meaning is dedication. And it's always important for us to continue to go deeper in our devotion and dedication to Hashem, to Father God. And one of the ways that we do that is we commit to Him our time, talents, and treasure. We use our life to serve Him, to love Him. And that's why giving is important, beloved ones, because giving is an act of devoting ourselves, dedicating ourselves to Father God. I think this is why Yeshua talks so much about money in the scriptures, because He knew that if people put him first in their lives, it would reflect what they did with their finances. I just want to encourage you today. If the Lord is blessing you through this ministry, if you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to make a further dedication to him by presenting an offering to him through discovering the Jewish Jesus, beloved ones, just be obedient. There's always a blessing for obedience. God bless you. I love you. Baruch Hashem and Shalom. If you'd like to give a special Hanukkah offering, or if you'd like to partner with us by securely automating your monthly gift of any amount, then go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also send your generous financial donations in the mail by writing to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Field, Michigan, 49228. Or if you prefer to speak to one of our team members, just give us a call. The number to dial is 800-777-7835. These daily programs and the resources we provide are made possible in part through your voluntary donations and your faithful and consistent prayers. As our way of saying thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll send you the latest copy of our four-page, full-color newsletter, along with several other meaningful resources. And for those who are new to partnering with us on a monthly basis, we'll also send you a beautiful shofar, which was handcrafted in Israel. And then don't forget that if you're going to be traveling for the holidays, you can catch Rabbi's messages on the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. It's available on your favorite mobile device and has a variety of resources and tools available, like our daily devotional, Rabbi's articles, and links to all of our social media platforms, such as YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To learn more, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's wrap up today's special message on Hanukkah with a special blessing from Rabbi. Blessings trump curses. And in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find the ironic blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones. So take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. 
you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider gives us a glimpse through the lens of eternity. That's coming up Wednesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.